Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Clausen, and today I have Lindsay Page on with me, and I'm super excited. We get to dive into Ayurveda, and Lindsay and I have been going to Shakti School as well the last couple of years together, So, and we get to meet in person. By the time this airs, we have already met in person, but at this point, we have not met in person yet, so I'm so excited to chat with you today, Lindsay. I'm so excited. Thanks for having me, Andrea. Yeah. So a little bit uh, get to know you kind of questions. I want to know what is your favorite Ayurvedic practice? I love sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Um, if I've noticed, especially within the past couple of months, my schedule's been kind of wonky. Uh, if I do not stick to a consistent schedule, it really affects me the next day and then I have residual days of kind of like a sleep hangover if I don't get enough and I didn't realize how much that affected me until I actually started getting on a sleep schedule so it was really interesting what I learned when I finally um, started paying attention Ooh, okay so we're totally getting off the rapid fire kind of question because I want to dive deeper into this (laughs) I want to know more about the sleep and like when you say routine Like what time are you going to bed? Are you doing something specific before you go to bed to kind of help induce like, okay, now it's sleep time. I do a lot of things and I still, yes, I struggle with being consistent with them, but it's a really good experiment to see what happens when I don't do them. And then what happens when I do. So I'll give you a little bit of background. I was always the kid that slept in. I was always the kid that my mom had to come by my room and tell me to wake up five times. And that translated to me just hitting the snooze button five and 10 times. Um, In college, I was the worst. I would sleep until, you know, one o'clock, two o'clock on Saturdays. Um, Getting up for class would be a nightmare. So I think we're kind of um, familiar with these habitual habits. Uh, The only time that I started, quote unquote, growing out of them is when I started dedicating myself to a consistent yoga practice. Mm. Uh, A lot of things started falling away once I addressed, once I tried to fit in this yoga practice. So uh, it was really important for me three or four years ago to get up, drive to the yoga studio, start practice at 530 so that I would have enough time to get back home. So that started honing in on the practice, the, the habits, the bad habits that I would have in the evening, um, that would prevent me from getting into bed early. And then I would have a sluggish morning. So some things that fell away, for example, was having like the glass of wine at night. Um, I knew that if I had that, then my practice the next day wouldn't feel as good. And it was just really important for me to have that, that nice feel good practice. Um, because at that time, the yoga gave me so much stability. Um, in my life. And so I was looking for more of that stability instead of that glass of wine at night. And having a glass of wine at night isn't bad. It's just for how I wanted to feel in the morning. That was something that had to go. So um, I started becoming a little bit more um, in tune with that feeling and in tune with that desire. So then what I do I started doing a couple of years ago, I put a timer on my phone for like 9 a.m., 9 p.m. that said, okay, Lindsay, stop watching your shows, finish whatever it is that you're doing, and start your practice um, that you need to do to go to bed. So, I mean, that's just, you know, your, you know, your self-care activities, you know, taking my contacts out, brushing my teeth. Um, getting my clothes ready for the day, you know, all that stuff usually takes about 30 minutes before, before I actually get into bed. And I just needed to create a reminder for myself that said, you know, hey, stop that Netflix show, whatever it is, and get in bed so that you can get up early the next day and do whatever my yoga practice looked like at that time. And that practice has also evolved over time. So I really try to stay away from screens after nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, the blue screens on the TV and the phone can be really stimulating. Mm-hmm. And I've um, kind of relaxed on that rule the past month. And I've definitely seen the results, which looks like instead of me, I'm a really good sleeper. But if I look at screens right up until I go to bed, it'll take me an extra 30 or 40 minutes to fall asleep. 
my goodness. So those are some, yeah. So those are some of the things that I've noticed. Um, and one other thing is that what I choose to watch on TV in the evenings, if I do, I'm really intentional about what that is. So mm -hmm. it's not going to be something that's like an action movie, suspenseful, like daylight. Um, a dateline, um, something that, well, I don't really watch scary movies anyways, but, um, you know, anything that's going to get my anxiety up and get kind of, you know, that adrenaline going, it has to be something really boring. So like the British baking show or <laughs> something I've seen a million times, like the office, you know, I tried, if I want to sit down and watch TV, I try to do something that's not stimulating because again, it'll take me that much longer to fall asleep. Mm. Yes. I love those. And I think those are great tips and I can totally, I've done all of those. That's why I said Dateline. Cause on Friday nights, I usually, I haven't as much lately, but I used to always do Dateline just on Friday nights. And, um, usually with a glass of wine and popcorn, like that was my Friday night thing when I was, yeah. when I was still yeah. single before me and my husband married, <laughs> doesn't care so much yeah. about Dateline. So we watch, yeah. we watch something else instead, the ranch, big fan of that right now. But, um, awesome. those are great tips. I mean, especially like if you want to watch TV, like finding something that might be like, Hey, I've seen this a thousand times. Cause it's not as you don't have to pay attention. You know, you can kind of really unwind and let things go rather than something that's going to keep you up, which we all have those shows that you're like, Whoa, man, I shouldn't have stayed up. Now I'm just going to sit there for yep. an hour staring at the ceiling and trying to tell myself to go to bed. And I like yeah, that so next, the next morning, which I mean, a lot of us don't always think about like, Hey, if I'm going to go to bed super late tonight, if I do want to practice in the morning, or if I do want to work out, if I'm staying up extra late, that might jeopardize that the next morning. Yeah. And one more thing that I do to like, kind of like tune in and turn down, like right before bed is I dim my lights. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've even started like when I go to the bedroom, I'll transition to like really soft lights or even a candle mm -hmm. and it. I find that it's really helpful. It just sends that, that cue to your brain. They're like, okay, it's nighttime. Let's wind down. Yes. And then the next morning, you know, if I do this consistently and that's what I've been having um, some challenges with here the last month is just being consistent with the same bedtime and the same wake up schedule. And for me, um, what that if I keep consistent, what that does for me, what I've noticed is that my mind's a lot sharper. I don't have the like two and three o'clock um, crashes mm. that I, that I can sometimes get into and just all, all around just like feeling alert throughout mm. the entire day instead of like reaching for that coffee or, you know, fill in the blank stimulator. Yes. Yeah. And I've had that this past week, I've had coffee mostly just because I was like, my son wanted ice cream and it was a coffee place too. So I like had coffee. Well, this was just yesterday, but it's like three o'clock in the afternoon. And I was like, this is gonna, I'm going to pay for this later, which I did. Cause then of course I'm up uh -huh. at like, you know, I fell asleep, but then I'm up at like two in the morning and I'm like, okay, I got to get up in two hours. And then that always keeps you up anytime you're like, okay, go to sleep oh, for only yeah, two for more sure. hours. And, uh, so I knew I was going to pay for that, which I did. So like little things like that were, you know, like, okay, on occasion it's okay, but you know, those habits are easy to fall and they're easy to form at the same time, bad habits. So, you know, being mindful yeah. of sticking to those routines. So I love that you talked about that. So yeah. um, thank you for sharing all of that. And our first kind of like rap, not rapid fire, because I think there's so much great. <laughs> so I want to know now, what is your favorite activity to do outside? My favorite activity is to hike in the woods. Ooh. And I love, where do you live for people? Are you in what state? You don't say exactly where you live. Yeah, I am in North Carolina in the western part of North Carolina. So we have the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains. So I'm really fortunate to have that really close by, you know, within driving distance. And the reason why I say hiking in the mountains or in the woods is um, there is something so grounding about being surrounded by those trees. Mm. Yes. Um, and just, you know, even in the summertime, like those trees provide like, um, the fresh air and the trees provide some kind of like enclosure of quiet. And that's why I like to go hiking is I just, it's the time to be reflective. It's a time to like, to connect with, okay, how am I feeling? And, you know, especially, you know, I usually hike with someone, it's just a time for me and that person to connect. 
about whatever's going on in our life without distractions, without our phone, without outside, um, you know, anything outside. It really just brings everything in. Yes. Yeah. And I love that too. I mean, I don't do necessarily a ton of hiking. I mean, walking on trails because we don't have a ton of hiking in the city area, but I notice too, like I just, I just feel refreshed. Like if I go in and in bad mood, it just kind of like instantly puts me in a better mood when I'm done. And I just feel mm-hmm. just more relaxed and more energized where maybe instead mm-hmm. of that 2 PM slump, 3 PM slump, I'm like, Oh, I actually have a lot of energy. So I definitely mm-hmm. agree with that one. Well, now what yeah, is your favorite exercise- season? Well, I think it's fall. However, we haven't really had fall in North Carolina, like true fall. I mean, it's October and it's just now gotten down to, you know, 60 degrees. So we're having a little bit of a wonky, a wonky season. I think I saw a meme on Instagram a few weeks ago that said, oh, today is July 97 because we were still having like 95 degree temperatures in the middle of the day. Wow. So I like fall for the, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, I, st- I like fall for the, you know, you see the leaves change, you get the crisp, cool air at night, but you're still kind of, still kind of warm during the day. So yeah. when it does come around, um, I, I, that's, it is my favorite and I do miss it. Mm. Yeah. We've, we've had some cold days. So. We, it snowed here last weekend. So can't, oh, relate. God. <laughs> can't relate to that one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we probably won't see snow if we do until like February. So yeah, it didn't stick, but it was it was snowing and it was cold and in the 30s, and we're like, oh, it's too early. I mean, it's a little too early for that here in Minnesota. That is really early. <laughs> I, I might have a little bit of a problem with that one. Yes, we're like usually not until after Halloween, then we're okay. But let's get through October without accumulating snow. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> So I want to dive now a little bit deeper into your background. And I actually, I don't think I know this, um, how you first discovered Ayurveda and how it came into your life. Yeah. So a little bit about my general background is I graduated from Appalachian State with a degree in um, health education and nutrition. And so I've always had that really natural interest of health and the body and even bigger um, was behavior change. That was my favorite class in school was just why do people do what they do? Mm. And that's even what carries through to my studies with Ayurveda. So about uh, five years ago, I went through uh, yoga teacher training. And during one of our classes, we had about a two hour session on Ayurveda. And my teacher she said, uh, she's like, oh, I recommend this book. It's called Healthy, Happy, Sexy. Uh, if you want to know more, pick it up. And that was kind of, we didn't really get a lot about Ayurveda. But, you know, as she started to describe it, she goes, well, you know, it's about the doshas and your body type and food. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. This is yoga plus what I learned in school. This seems like a happy marriage. Yeah. I was like, tell me more. I want to write that down. So I think I was the only person in the class that like even wanted to, to go down that direction because the way it was presented, um, it was just so complicated. Yeah. And that was a little even off-putting to me, like picking up the book for the first time. Cause like, Oh, this seems cool, but I don't really know how to apply it to my life. Mm-hmm. So that was my first introduction. Fast forward about three or four years later, uh, you and I both study with Katie Silcox in the, in the Shakti school. I had seen uh, somehow, I think maybe probably through the book, I ended up on her email list and her emails are, are just really fun and they can be really insightful. And, and I, I like to read them. And I think that that's their intent behind their emails as well is to make them something that you just don't want to delete. They give you a little bit tidbit of knowledge and uh, I just happenstance ran across uh, her website again uh, through the emails was intrigued by this Ayurveda school. I'm like, what is that? I know. I think I know what Ayurveda is. Uh, and it came across, I came across the school at a time in my life when everything felt really just kind of blah. Mm. I was in a job that I didn't really enjoy anymore. I had just been doing it for so long that I could, I could do it and I could do it well, but it wasn't fulfilling. 
Mm. And there wasn't anything wrong with like the people. I loved the people and there wasn't anything wrong with my company. Um, It was just the work was no longer fulfilling. I found myself walking out and saying, what did I do for eight hours? And did it matter? (laughs) And what's even worse is that I just felt so drained. Mm. I was like, why am I so drained? And I know now through through our studies, um, you know, a lot of it has to just do with the hyper focus that we place on these blue screens and not breaking focus, not taking time away from my desk job um, and not taking away, uh, not taking time away from my desk to yeah. remove that hyper focus and just being so overstimulated uh, the senses being overstimulated that I just got home and I just couldn't do anything else. So I didn't for a long time. And so I found, so this is a long answer to your question, but I think it gives a little bit of good background is just, um, I was searching and I was searching and I'm a firm believer that everybody should be in therapy. Uh, Everyone should go to at least one appointment because you're going to figure out something that you didn't know. So I was in, uh, therapy on and off. I've been in therapy on and off through the years, and I think it's great. Um, But I remember sitting there on the couch with this woman and saying, I'm just looking for something more. I don't know what it is, but I know that's out there. And I described it as, I think, I just feel like I'm standing at a door, and I know the party's on the other side. Ah. I can see the light. I can see the feet underneath the door. I have all these keys on this key ring, and I just don't know which one goes. I was like, I know there's something else. I know there is. And so this was sort of the first clue for me. I, I just got a ping. And I, I don't know, hopefully, you know, I think some of your listeners will might be able to uh, identify with this, but sometimes you just get these little pings, this little twinge, this little like intuitive knowing, like in your gut, you're like, something's there. Mm-hmm. Either it's right or not right. Like something's there. I should do that. I should look into it. And I was at a point in my life where I didn't have a lot going on. I had the space. Um, fortunately for me, I had the resources. And I said, you know what? Like, at the very least, I'll learn something about me and my life. I'll learn something that I can apply to me. I had no idea what was coming. Um, I had no idea what was coming. I was just like, oh, this is going to be this yoga food thing, which <laughs> It was so, you know, I don't know if you want to go into that now, but it's really just for me, it just offered, it it was such a huge awakening for me. Like I was three months in, I had my, you know, as Oprah likes to call it, the aha moment. And I was like, this is my party. Ah. This was the party that I was trying to get to on the other side. Like, this is how, this is what I'm supposed to do. You know, I was in health education before. I didn't really know how I wanted to apply it in the world. Um, I tried to get into graduate school. That just obviously wasn't in the cards for me in my life. And, um, but I still liked the health piece. And what I connected so much within Ayurveda is that it put it back in your hands. It put your health back in your hands. It's like, no, you can heal yourself. You don't have to look to somebody in in a white lab coat or a pill or, you know, some health shake or whatever. Like, no, there are some really practical things that you can do for yourself. I love that empowerment piece. And I, and, but bigger for me was the spirituality side. Mm. And, you know, for anyone who doesn't identify with that word spirituality, like it is just something bigger than yourself. And also connecting back with yourself. Mm. And that was why I fell in love with yoga. I was like, oh, I haven't been inside of this body in a while. It's been all externalized. Like, you know, we keep looking, and this is why I love Ayurveda, like we keep looking for things externally to fulfill our lives. And what Ayurveda and yoga taught me was, um, no, no, turn the attention back in. That ping, that feeling in your gut, like that's something bigger than you, but then something that is you that's guiding your life and that's giving you the answers of what to do, whether it's what to eat or how to live or what to say or um, what to put in your body or what kind of activity you need to do. Like it's, 
tuning back into that and trusting that and knowing you're like, you know what, like, as long as I don't let all the other stuff get, get in the way, which is what Ayurveda helps to remove, um, I have all the answers right here. Mm-hmm. And it's not, <laughs> I, I mean, I can make, you know, that's the short, short and simple version. Like I can make, that sounds like that's really, really oversimplified because just as I said earlier, it's still hard for me to get to bed early. <laughs> I still get sucked in to um, the Grey's Anatomy binge. You know, it's, it's constant, but it's being able to constantly come back to that. And maybe the next time I come back to that, there's a shorter distance. Yes. Uh, I had, I don't know who it was. Someone on the podcast had said that um, about, you know, kind of that pull of, because I had told her, I was like, oh, I was going to give up wine. I think in August never happened. I was like, didn't make it the month. I was like, I had a glass of wine. I mean, it's not like it was every night because I get up early and have to teach, but I'm like, no, if I didn't make it, you know, I just, I love to have a glass of wine in the summer and sit out on our deck and just be out there with my husband and chill when my son is sleeping, you know, and it's just a nice, um, end of the week, you know, kind of thing and ritual. And she was like, yeah, but that's not a bad thing. So, you know, like that, you know, occasionally the binge watching and, you know, having the glass of wine, if that is like something that you're doing, you know, consciously, she's like, you're not going out there and doing it just out of habit. Like you are like, okay, I said I wasn't going to, but this is just more fulfilling to just have that ritual with my husband at the end of the week, than just mindlessly pouring, sitting and doing. So you're putting thought behind it. And I was like, oh, that's a great way to look at things. And that's the way she said to kind of flip some of the habits that we might have of even like occasional binge watch, just know, you know what, I'm going to choose to binge watch and it's okay. I'm so glad you brought that up because that has been this life that I've been living for the past four weeks, past month, past two months. I had this huge awakening and it was directly, it directly coincided with me leaving my job, which we can talk about in a second. Yeah. But, um, I left my job. I left the job that wasn't fulfilling me and I went to the beach with my friends immediately the next day. And I just had the best time. I realized that I had not, while I had been like forming these really good habits and I had been studying and I had my nose in a book and I had my head down and I was learning all the things and I was preparing to leave my job because that was a whole nother journey. Like, can I leave my job? Should I leave my job? Am I ready? Can I do it? All those things. I had neglected the pleasure Mm. of my life. I neglected just stopping. And like you said, being really intentional with the things that brought me pleasure. Mm. Having a glass of wine isn't bad. Um, Having a glass of wine with your husband on the deck is amazing. Enjoying you know, a bottle of wine on the beach and, you know, under the sunset with my friends brought so much fulfillment to that weekend in my life that I was just like, it can't be all or nothing. Like neither, neither is bad, but if you cut something out, you're missing the point. Yes. You know, sometimes it is, you know, I had a friend say, they're like, oh, are you not staying up too late? Like, I'm keeping you out. I'm like, you know, you're leaving town for weeks. Like, yes, I I want this time with you. Like, that's important. Like, you know, the late nights on the phone with your friend where you're up till midnight, uh, talking about life and really connecting and bonding and that matters too. And that's been my life lesson this past month two months of just, you know, wow, Lindsay, like, don't let the pendulum swing so far that you're too far left or too far right. Like it's, I, and this is what Ayurveda teaches us. It's about how do you stay in the middle of that channel? Or like, if you want to compare it to a river, like how do you go downstream in such a way that you're not hitting the sides of the bank and you're not getting stuck in an eddy that just slows you round and round and round that you just smoothly coast down and maybe you go a little bit to the right and maybe you go a little bit to the left, but 
you keep, you know, we're going to ebb and flow and just learning to live life through those ebb and flows, you know, in a way that makes sense to you and feels good to you. Um, and that's what I really, you know, had to decide. I don't know if you want to go to this now, but that's not what I really had to decide. Um, how I wanted to feel in my job and how I wanted to feel in my day-to-day life. That is the question that mm. I want everyone to ask themselves as they go throughout their day, because you know what you ask a hundred people that question, you're going to get a hundred different answers and all of them are absolutely right. Mm. Now, assuming, you know, that you're, you're doing that with good health in mind, good sound mind and body, right. You know, yeah. so we're, um, how do you want to feel? What are your words? That's what I ask my clients. That's what I ask my students. How do you want to feel? And when I, so I just to backtrack a little bit, I had a decision to make about my job. I knew that I was unhappy, but I didn't know what to do, what to do. I found Ayurveda. I knew that's what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to bring that to the world, but I didn't know how to do it. But I knew uh, that I was probably going to have to leave my job to do it, but mm-hmm. that was scary. Mm-hmm. I've been in corporate in the corporate air, uh, field for ten years. Um, you know, people stay in the corporate world for good reasons. Some of them like their job. Um, it brings a lot of stability to your life. I was like the security, you, you, comfort. Yes, and sister. Yep. Yeah. All those things and. Uh, there's a sureness about it yeah. that is very fulfilling and satisfying. You're like, I know that I have to be in this building from nine to five and I get this paycheck at the end of the day and I have these benefits. But the downside of that is, is I have to be in this building from nine to five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't do what really fulfilled me. And I, you know, I, I had the answer to that question. I knew that I wanted to be, bring Ayurveda to the world in such a way that um, made sense to them as it started to make sense for me. And so what I ended up doing was I sat down with a mentor and I actually didn't even sit down thinking, I know I need to leave my job and I'm going to get this mentor to tell me how to do it. Like that wasn't even the reason why I sat down with the mentor. I just knew that I liked Ayurveda. Um, I liked the teachings of our school and I just wanted to dive deeper. Mm-hmm. Me, I'm going to dive deep with you. If you ever sit down with me, you know, on a patio somewhere, like, you know, in November, Andrea, I guarantee you, like we'll sit down and we'll dive deep and, you know, um, we're going to really get to as much, as much as I like to talk about the weather, like I want to know, about you as a person and what makes you tick. And that's what I was asking in myself. Mm. I was going through this change. I was like, I know, I was like, I feel like I have it all together. I'm not exactly where I want to be in life, but I know there's something there that I don't know. Mm. And so in this mentorship, we did a lot of emotional processing and boy, did those things that I didn't know come to surface. <laughs> we dove deep. Um, and, and I realized that, you know, there, there was a lot of things that I put into place in my life that protected me for good reason at one time. But those things did not protect me anymore. And specifically, I... felt safe in my job and thinking about leaving that job meant that I would no longer be safe, but that's mm-hmm. not really true. Mm-hmm. I, I will always, if we identify safety as in like security, I'm the type of person that is always going to put food on the table. Mm-hmm. I will, it, I'm not above anything. I will go out and wait tables again. If that's, that's what I have to, I would prefer night to, I would prefer to stab my eyes out before I went back and had to like wait on tables. I did that for many years of my life. I feel like, you know, I can close that chapter or work at whole foods. Maybe that's what I'll do if I need to, you know? Um, but no, really giving myself the opportunity to say, you know what? Um, finding those things 
well, let's back up. So I asked myself, how do I want to feel? And I came back with some words like authentic and passionate and freedom. And I, and I came across these words after doing a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, well, what is going to bring me th- those things? Um, loved, authentic, freedom, passionate. Like, what will bring me those things? Well, immediately, I know that I don't feel those things working in my job. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel depleted. I don't feel fulfilled. Um, so then I wrote um, a statement called uh, Sankalpa, which is your heart's, your heart's longing, um, an intention formed in the heart. that I wanted to see through. So another word for this could be manifestation. So my feeling words got me to write this statement. Mm. And the beginning of that was, I leave my job. And I work in a career that I am thriving with ease. So it scared me senseless and I didn't believe it Mm. in my heart Mm. when I wrote it down I didn't believe it and uh our teacher said to us said to me she has Lindsay she said you're gonna have to believe this in your heart of hearts or nothing else we do will make a difference If you don't truly see yourself leaving your job, all the other work just isn't isn't it isn't going to matter. So what she was saying is like you can write it, but there's still work to be done for me to see that through. And that started with me putting that on a post-it note, on a big post-it note, on my wall with a timeline that said, okay. What would this look like if I did leave my job? So, you know, to count back, like, I was talking about how I wanted to feel in this life. And then I developed a statement of how I would get there. And if I woke up every day and I wasn't feeling those words that really resonated within my heart, then I knew I needed to shift something. So that's that statement. It was what was helping me shift to get to those feelings. Mm. So I put the timeline on my wall and it was something that I looked at every day, sometimes twice a day. And I started to becoming comfortable with that timeline and I gave myself enough time to, to where I was like, it wasn't scary because going back to the emotional processing that I was doing, which um, what that looks like very simply for those listening is getting to why you feel what you feel in journaling. Um, and that's, that might be a whole nother podcast <laughs> uh, topic, Andrea, but um, you know, just really getting down to the why, because uh, there's a podcast that I really love and they always talk about like fighting with your, with your partner. And it's never about, you know, the dishwasher the fight is never about the dishwasher. It's always about something else in the house that's going on. So, you know, the emotion that you're feeling is never really about that topic, that topical thing. Um, It's about something else underneath. Mm. And me not leaving my job didn't have anything to do with like me actually leaving my job. It just had had to do with um, me believing that I could. Yeah. And that I could be successful. So, you know, you know, what does success look like? For me, it's a career in this field. But what if I'm not successful? Do I regret leaving my job? Absolutely not. Like, 
I, you know, I, I'm going to sit here right now and be really honest and say, I'm still figuring it out. I'm still figuring out how I'm going to be successful. If I can make this work, if I can make this money, like I'm still in those very early stages of like starting my business and leaving my job. Um, but if I had not left my job, it would have killed my soul. Mm. That sounds very dramatic. And I want it to be, but there's probably something that dramatic within each of us that we need to do. Mm. So, you know, our, what, during this mentorship, my teacher said, you've identified being a wellness coach as your life's purpose. Um, in yoga and Ayurveda, we also call that Dharma. You know, the desire to become who you're meant to be, um, the longing to thrive, uh, and just fulfill like your unique, your unique, unique purpose. What is that? You know, you've identified, Lindsay, you've identified that this is what you want to do. But you're sitting here and you're telling me that you don't know if you can do it. And that's fine. Maybe you don't do it. You know, you do what you think that, that you need to do. Like, that's, that's your choice. Like, we're all adults. You have to make those choices in life. She goes, but if you're sitting here telling me that this is your dharma, that this is your true, like, you really called to this. Know what your life's purpose is. Or maybe your purpose for the next couple of years. You know, like, that could change over time. And you don't do it. There will be consequences. And it just, like, stuck me in the chest, like, because I'm such the student and the daughter that, like, wants to do and please, you know, like, like, oh, but that put it back on me to say, like, no, these are your consequences. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I don't want consequences. Like, I don't want to get in trouble. Like, what is that going to look like? You know, and it, if, it could be something really big or it could be something really small, but when she said that, that there would be consequences, I thought really big. And I was like, oh, I don't want to ask what if. I don't want to wake up um, and say, oh, I, I, didn't, I didn't do that. You know, and that going back to the whole pleasure thing, I, I don't want to miss out on the pleasures of life. I don't want to miss out on fulfilling my dharma because I don't, whether you believe in past lives or not, like we're here for a reason, whether it's because we need to learn a lesson over again or um, it, it doesn't matter. Like we are here for a purpose and to live life small is what I couldn't do anymore. Mm. People, Kate, when I said that I was leaving my job and they're like, oh my gosh, where are you going? What are you doing? I said, oh, I'm starting my own business. I'm like, oh my gosh, good for you. And they gave me really nice compliments. You're like, oh, you're so brave. Good for you. For, you know, I can't believe you're doing that. That's so scary. And it just got to a point for me. And this is, you know, I went to, I went from, I don't think that I can do this, to I have no other choice but to leave. Because there is something so much bigger out there for me, and I can't do it within these four walls at the cube farm. Mm. Yes. Oh. Yeah. So, so I think this story, like, I love that you're sharing this and that you're at this part in your journey because it is, like, Hey, I'm just beginning. I'm just figuring this out. And you know, you have, it's not like you're flying completely blind. You have a plan and you looked at these things. And I mean, I just, I think it's so admirable to, for you to come on and just share this and, um, you know, kind of share where you're at and share what's been going on and how you're doing this. And I know that you've led some like just different yoga workshops um, or at yoga centers, some Ayurvedic workshops there and just, you're getting out there and you're doing it. So like, awesome. This is so awesome to see Lindsay. Thank you. Mm. So I want to kind of, um, 
I guess get a couple, um, couple more tips before, before we're out of time already. Um, but I want to know, you know, self-care is kind of one of those things that you like to talk about within Ayurveda. So I want to know for someone who might be type A, because I know both of us are type A women. Um, and mm-hmm. sometimes what can happen is we're like, I don't got time. I have no time for self-care or you just can't figure out how to incorporate it into your life. Do you have any tips for people like that who, you know, are those, you know, you know, we go, we are hard hitting, we, you know, fire in all cylinders and we're rearing to be on with our life. And sometimes we think, you know, business or kids, family should be all of our attention and then we don't get anything for ourselves. Yeah. So I don't want to make self-care just another checklist. Yes. That's my biggest, that's my biggest lesson um, for myself and anything that I could pass on to anyone listening and any of my clients or students is do something that resonates with you because you need it, not just because Ayurveda told you so Mm. or because it sounds good. Um, If you don't like drinking lemon water in the morning, leave the lemon out. Just drink hot water, drink hot tea, you know, pick something that means that brings you fulfillment, that makes you feel better about waking up in the morning. So pick one thing. But before that, think about how you want to feel. Take five minutes, ask yourself how you want to feel, and then ask yourself, is that different than what, how I currently feel? And then what do you need to do to change that? And pick one thing, maybe two things, and do that for 40 days. You're like, oh, that's not a lot. That seems really easy. That's awesome. Just if you're, if you're new to the game of, like, self-care about, you know, maybe you already do, like, eight things. Cool. Like, Maybe you just pull back and you say, how are these eight things fulfilling me? Do they still mean the same things to me as when I first started them? Do I need to reassess? Do I need to readjust? Um, Do I still like all eight of them? Or am I just like checking a box? So being intentional with what you choose to do uh, with your self-care activities, and that's such a buzzword now, and it just drives me bonkers when it just... (laughs) When it gets that, that popular craze, like I think free people sent me an email last week with like the word self-care on it. And I was just like, oh man, but really getting to what you need and then taking one or two things to help get you there, to help get you closer to that feeling. Because otherwise, what is the point of living this life? If you feel crappy and stressed out and anxious, what's the point? And you know what, like you mentioned the checklist. I love that you said that. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I think you said um, to me earlier that you have a lot of, a lot of mothers and a lot of people with kids that listen to your show. And it's really easy for me, you know, we didn't say this, but you know, for me to sit here as a single person um, with no kids and no, you know, no outside responsibilities, so so to speak, to like talk about the five or six things that I do in the morning um, they're like, oh, well, that must be nice because you don't have a crying kid and, and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, our teacher talked about this in, in Ayurveda school. Like, you will be a better mother to those kids if you take care of yourself first. Mm-hmm. And that could be as simple as, and this is, could be an example of taking five minutes before you know your kids are going to get up walking to your kitchen, putting on a pot of water, looking at a candle, and just sitting there and being in that moment for five minutes by yourself as just, here's the day, here's how I'm going to start. And it doesn't have to look like that. And I think that you know maybe what you need first thing in the morning, but just pick one thing. And it can be as simple as that. And I've had clients of mine that I work with be like, Lindsay, I didn't realize that I would feel so different in 30 days just by doing X. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
Uh, and it can be that simple. And Ayurveda isn't rocket science. It's just, uh, and you, you talk about this, about what Ayurveda is, but it's just the science of life, how to live in tune with what your body needs every day. Yes. Yeah. And staying connected. And um, like, that's something that I'm passionate about. Cause I know that there are, I mean, there are some trainers that I, you know, know of that are like, Oh, people telling you to listen to your body, but we don't know how to do that. And like kind of dissing that movement. And I'm like, Oh man, we're missing such golden opportunities. Cause we all can connect with our body. We might not like what we see or feel when we get there. And I think that's where some of the disconnect is, but I think Ayurveda does such a good job of teaching you how to do that. And I think that's one of the things that I'm super passionate about is just spreading that, you know, word of how to connect with yourself. I'm like, it is not easy if you haven't done it your whole life to connect inwards and to figure out what you need. Um, you know, there, it is possible to figure it out. You know, we might give guidelines, like that's where you might have like here, instead of like the checklist, think of it more like here's different ideas and you can look at all of the ideas and then see what sticks to you. And that's kind of the, the place that I like to come from rather than, you know, having here tried, you know, everything on this list needs to be done, which can be super overwhelming. Instead, you just look at the list and you say, what sticks out to me? And that's, that's where you can start. So I love that, mm -hmm. you know, just kind of a little bit more easefulness around it just getting not as um, dogmatic and we have to do all the things, Absolutely. you know, it's just, that's not, that's like the antithesis of what Ayurveda is. So it's great to be like, no, it's what do you need? What do you want? And you know, the answer, even if you think you don't. Absolutely. There's, no right yep. There's no right answer. What's right for me is not going to be right for you. Is not going to be right for the people who are listening. You know, we all have our different right answers. So thank you. Agreed. Yes. So I want to know where, if people are like, where can I um, hear more from Lindsay at? Where can people find you? Yeah. So you can connect uh, to me on Instagram. I'm Lindsay Page underscore Ayurveda or my website, lindsaypage.com. Perfect. And then I just have one final question. I always like to um, give out a little weekly challenge. And when I have guests on, I have you throw out the weekly challenge to all the listeners. So what would you like the challenge to be this week? Yeah, going back to just pick one, pick mm -hmm. one or two things that you want to implement into your life that will help get you closer to that feeling. I think that's so important. And if you have 18 things, like just reassess. Do you need all these new things? Cool. I love that. Now, can and you just like a total side note on going just a little deeper on this one is the reassess. So if people are like, okay, I do have 18 things. Now, when you say reassess, if people are like, I don't know how to reassess, what do you have any like tips of how they could do a quick reassessment? Yeah. So our lives ebb and flow as do our bodies and we may not always need the same self-care activities in the fall as we do the summer. So maybe since we're transitioning from we're now in fall and eventually we'll be in winter, I personally, for me, need to reassess what my activities in the morning are going to be, be looking like. So during the summertime and early fall, I ran. And that brought me a lot of clarity in, into my life and was good for my body. But as it starts to get colder and windier um, and because of my body type, I may not need to introduce that quickness and coolness to my body on such a daily basis. So for me, I need to reassess a slower form of movement, something that'll keep me a little bit warmer. Um, what, so some, you know, an activity that you might need to change to go with the seasons. Uh, for example, if you like to swim, maybe, you know, from summertime to wintertime, maybe that doesn't feel as good. Maybe your body gets a little creaky. Um, just paying attention to what your body's telling you of it could, or it could be as simple as waking up in the morning and having really low energy and knowing that maybe that four mile run isn't going to happen today. Mm. Uh, it could be just changing your, you know, if and in Ayurveda, we talk about doing daily massage, uh, 
and then changing our oils with the seasons. It could be as simple as just changing the oils that you use. It could be, um, you know what? I don't like neti pot anymore. It's not doing anything for me. I just hate it. I don't, you know, maybe just like get sick of the process. Mm -hmm. I don't like finding distilled water. I don't like boiling my water. If it's not bringing you some type of like joy in your life, like, oh, when I netty, it might be a little bit of a pain, but it does clear up my sinuses. That's a positive. If you really, really are starting to hate something, and it brings you down versus bringing you up like that's a time to like switch it up like okay I'm just gonna drop that for now um and then maybe I'll pick it up in the middle of flu season when I know that I really need it or something to that effect mm, perfect I think that's a perfect way to end it and remind people with the change of seasons do come change of habits and just little things like that um, I've done the same with like a meditation practice. Sometimes I'm in it. Sometimes it feels like I'm checking off my to-do list and I am like, okay, I just need to drop this for however long. And typically like my, I'll know when I'm ready to come back to it. And that's just, mm -hmm. you know, honoring those ebbs and flow of the season. And, um, you know, when we get more in tune with it and when we listen to what's going on with our body, we just start to trust it more. And, um, you know, it's just this one, just little circle and it's awesome. And it's, amazing once you get there and you're never there, I guess, because then there's always new things to learn, new things to incorporate. Um, so also knowing that, but when you're there, then you're like, oh, now there's a new there. And then there's a new there pretty much for the rest of yeah. your life. So that's into into well. over. Yeah. And just to oversimplify it because everyone's in different stages of their lives. And yeah. this may sound really simple to people, um, to your point to reassess and to other people, they may just have a hard time putting one foot in front of the other. Yeah. And if that's you, like, just keep putting one foot in front of the other mm. and ask yourself the one question, what do I need today? What do I need in this moment? What can I do to tell my body that I am taking care of you maybe it's that it's simple as you know what I need to go to the bathroom I need to take a shower I need to not answer that mean text message I need to not scroll through Instagram so to make it really simple for people those things matters too yes oh well, thank you, Lindsay. I'm going to have to have you back on, uh, when the show comes back next year. And I, um, I mean, I could talk to you forever and ever. So, um, I can't wait to see you in person again. This will, we have seen each other in person by the time this airs and I'm sure we'll have more in-depth conversation that we'll want to bring up. Um, I look forward to it. So I'm excited. Me too. Right. So thank you so much, Lindsay and everyone go thank out there you. and spread your peaceful power.